0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Thursday, January the 5th, 2023. Hope you are all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see Panic Ritter, Gad, Cocky Twan, Travis, C. Youngblood, Jeremy Wardell, Hunter Kelly, Hudson, Travis Allen, Stephen Boyle Jr., Todd Smith. What's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord and the TDC Questions channel, appreciate you all. Uh, be sure to leave your questions there so your questions are Answered again, we got a lot to get into here on this Thursday. Very exciting stuff. Appreciate JC Sherbert and Phil Mullinax over at Inside the Gamecocks for having me
2: on their show.
1: 115. JC Sherbert on at 115. And, guys, of course, <coughs> excuse me, there's a lot to get into <coughs> here on this Thursday. I apologize. Just hit me for a second. Uh, either way, again, 843-790-337. 743790 3377 Again, we have got a lot to get into here on this Thursday. Really excited. Uh, of course, as always, guys, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS and sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports. They have got it all at pricepicks.com. So many fans and listeners of the show have made tons of money with our friends at PricePicks, and you should as well. So again, go download the app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out, guys, and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And again, we are taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Uh, Sports Talk just tweeted, according to J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur, he has been told that Gamecocks defensive end Jordan Birch has informed the staff he will not return for the 2023 season. Burch will be the third defensive end with the eligibility to leave the program following Hot Rod Fitten and Gilbert Edmonds. So again, guys, we are having JC on at 1:15. He will confirm or deny said report, but it does sound like it does sound like JC, or excuse me, not JC. It does sound like Jordan Birch will not be a part of the Gamecocks football program in the 2023 season. So your thoughts on that. The transfer portal giveth. The transfer portal taketh away. And John Edward, no, it is not to go to the NFL. Most rumors state that he will be going to Oregon. Austin Greer says maybe TSUS was right about Birch all along. What did I say about I, I mean Austin, I don't know that I really question his commitment to Carolina. I just question his production. And, and I and I will say this Austin that I, I gave Birch a lot of credit. After this season, gave Birch a lot of credit after this season in regards. to I mean, I thought he had a solid year. Um, you know, I, I thought he had a solid year. I don't think he had a great year, um, but solid. His best year by far Oh, calling him a bust. I, You know, I, I'll just say this. He hits the portal. I, I'm not going to use it as an opportunity to dance on his grave, obviously. But realistically, when you have the conversation, of you look at his recruiting ranking and how he was rated, and if he does indeed depart, and that's it for him at South Carolina, I, I think when you look at his production versus his hype, I I won't say you're you're unreasonable for for having that opinion about him. I'll just say that. So, anyways, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see again. JC Sherbert at 115. Guys, hey, we're taking your questions, your comments, your calls. In the meantime, 843-790-3377. Uh, Austin Greer says, bro has four and a half sacks. Ken Law had more as a nose guard. Yeah, great point. Great point indeed, guys. Great point indeed. Uh, anyways, pretty crazy stuff. Wild. Panic Ritter says he's a traitor. Coach Ford says, trust in Beamer, Kingston, and Paris. There you go, Coach Ford. Had a baby. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, uh, guys, quick reminder, podcast, of course, dropped this morning, episode 748 of the show. Uh, full thoughts on. The Spencer Rattler Juice Wells saga: What way, or excuse me, which way they are leaning? What uh, what's happening in regards to that? We got a beautiful day, by the way, in the Upstate. Really, truly. Um, anyways, full conversation on that. Um, full breakdown of the game against Vanderbilt on Tuesday night, and then this weekend we look ahead to the Tennessee game. Court Cox return to action against CLA. Uh, coach Ford, so that wraps up another TSUS. Coach Ford, do you? I, I know you're. I know you're. You're, you're poking and prodding today because you you certainly do not label me as someone that blindly just says trust the head coach. I literally had fire Kingston merch last year, so I, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I I know you're just having some fun today, but uh, because that's the furthest thing you know it's you know, you're doing something right. You know, that you're doing something right. When, you know, over the years, I've had people say that I'm, I'm, I'm negative. I'm pessimistic. I'm toxic. And then after year one of Beamer, right. When it was very much topsy turvy and that, but I'll, I'll have people say that I'm, I'm overly positive. I blindly support. I'm, I'm not critical enough. And it's like, and it's like, that's how you know you're doing something right when you got both sides when you ha- when you get it coming from both angles so coach ford is not you just saying that is where our conversations always end up i mean i i mean at the end of the day i, I would just say this coach ford we're going to be critical i mean i'm i'm going to be critical of of shane beamer when it's necessary but what other choice do you have coach ford i guess that's that would be my question to you cuz you can't just fire coaches at every turn Right? And certainly, I'm not saying you're implying they do that, but, like, what? I I mean, because you have to think with the Birch thing. Like, if they wanted to keep him in town, I feel like they could. And so, if they don't want to, what does that say? You don't think Shane Beamer has any control over it at all? I mean, you just, you do have to trust him. He's your head football coach. I mean, if you can't trust your head football coach, he shouldn't be in that position in the first place. If you can't trust your head coach, they shouldn't be in that position. At 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 position. Don't have a choice.
2: Whoa. Okay.
1: Okay. I guess we're going with the FaceTime camera today because something is wrong with this Logitech camera. I don't know. I think it's time to update the camera. So, anyways, I don't know what happened there. Um, I was trying to play around with the camera. This this camera right here, it has done really well for us, and I appreciate my guy. Um, I appreciate my guy Phil for donating this camera to the show. But uh, I don't know, man. It's giving me some trouble, so we it might be time to upgrade. Might be time to upgrade. Either way, we are back. Yeah, we got the sun peeking through the uh, peeking through the window over here. Anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls. I apologize for the technical issues. I have no idea what's going on. In the meantime, I might try to play around and get the camera fixed. I don't know though. It's just something. You thought I hit the portal too. No, I have not hit the portal quite yet. I have not hit the portal quite yet. Uh anyways, guys, would love to hear from you. I, I was I was going on a rant I think about Shane Beamer or whatever. But uh, yeah, Will Cross and the baseball content will kick off um, Jan- or me, yeah, January the 16th, that Monday. We'll start talking, we'll start breaking down positioning at previews stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. January the 16th is when you can expect that. We'll start with starting pitchers. We'll talk relievers, go around the diamond. And uh, that'll also start our month until first pitch. Month until first pitch. Uh, countdown, if you will. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's jump to the home lines here. Call from... Mm,
0: better to accept, press one.
1: Dis- you know that baseball season is close when Skyland hits the phone line. Skyland, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, buddy? What's going on? Um, you, heard, you
3: heard about Jordan Burch?
1: Yes, yes. Actually, on three, just 31 seconds ago, just uh, just tweeted that Jordan Burch has entered the transfer portal. So,
3: yeah. If my source is right. Who knows
4: if he's right
1: or not. Skylin, you're cutting in and out on us a little bit, my guy. I'm not sure if it's your service or if it's me, but uh, try that last sentence again, my guy. Okay.
3: Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
3: Yeah, so amongst the three football players, they uh, in a total of $5 million. Mm. $5 million. So, and you, well, not each, but amongst the three, it equaled out to $5 million. Okay. Hmm. But you, they, they're saying Juice Wells is dirt poor and that he needs, for him to stay at Carolina, he needs at least $300,000 because he, his family ain't got no money. And. He's dirt poor, and his and the living situations is not good. That's what they say. Right. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not really worried about football right now. Yeah. I'm actually pleased to say I'm excited for this baseball season.
1: Yeah. and no, I've been seeing you yeah, guys yeah. on uh, I've been seeing you guys on Facebook throwing up the uh the the player breakdowns or whatever. So I'm I'm also very pumped, yeah. man. We'll start. I'll start breaking everything down on my end um, uh, starting Monday, January the sixteenth is when I'll start my position at preview series and uh, the 18th I think is thirty thirty one days or a month till opening day. so we'll start the countdown that week right. man so we're real close. we're really really close. I'm looking forward to it.
3: a lot of people are a lot of people are shocked about the Wimmer and Braswell situation, but they don't understand that you know Wimmer was you know projected a high top mm-hmm. five round drafted last year but he didn't get picked to, to the 18th round Yeah, and that was to the fact where he didn't play shortstop or hasn't shown that he could play shortstop mm-hmm. and that's the only reason why he came back to South Carolina is where he was going transferred transfer to a place that he could play shortstop right and yeah Tyson, I, I just Tyson felt like he couldn't lose that bat in the lineup so he had to go he had to move Wimber to short and Braswell at third, which Wimmer's been really good at short in the fall.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think uh, those of us that follow the program closely, we knew that was that was very likely, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you think of how strong Braswell's arm is too. I think it makes a lot, of, a ton of sense that he'll be playing third
2: and then short picks up.
1: Makes sense as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man.
3: Yeah, Braswell probably not will get no pitching time either this year since we're so deep on pitching. Yeah,
1: well, I would hope not, my guy. I feel like that was more so yeah. by necessity than it was – I mean, he did a great job, don't get me wrong, but I would prefer he not have to take the bump. Right.
3: I know a lot of people are shocked about the catcher situation. You know, like Lee Coyle is going to start. You know, he could be your number one catcher. Yeah. Him and you know are going split time, mm-hmm. and on Frenchie back there, they say he's the worst. He's the worst catcher on the roster. Who is Jonathan French? Really? Yeah, he's like your number four. Wow. Well, a lot of people expected him to be the number one guy. Mm-hmm. So definitely excited about baseball. I think this is the year we, we're going to make some noise. pitches going to carry us. Hopefully with Monty Lee in there, you know his hitting confirmed Maybe we got some. Maybe we hit the ball better. Mm-hmm. But if not, if even if we don't hit the ball better, you know, because he says downfall has been hitting since his since he's been at Carolina. I do think pitching will carry you to
5: a regional, and
3: outside of that, you're going to have to hit and pitch and play defense mm-hmm. to carry you into the super. Bowl. So. Mm-hmm. How do you feel
1: about the season? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll uh, as we get closer to the season, I'll break it down more so in depth, obviously. But uh, you know, I, I agree with you. It's all about the bats. I think we've got the arms to make to make a push. I really do. I mean, I think if we can hit two seventy as a team, right, we're a legitimate threat to maybe even go to Omaha. But it's all about how we swing it, man. I mean, I got to be honest. I got to sit down and you know this is this is such a new look roster, right? I think we had five guys in D1 baseball's top hundred transfers, so I got to take a take a moment to sit down, look at the roster, and I'm gonna actually try to catch a scrimmage or two. Be the, when once they release the scrimmage schedule, I'm gonna try to catch a scrimmage or two before the season, just to just to get a couple looks at the guys. Um, but I think we all agree, pitching is gonna be elite. Pitching is gonna be, you know. Up there with the best in the SEC and it just all comes down to can we swing it. But um we better make a big jump from last year because if we don't, Mark Kingston won't be here. Won't won't be here I after heard this season.
3: That, <laughs> I heard that at the end of the year, you know, when they had their end of the year meetings last year, that it was supers or nothing for Kingston.
1: You said But i heard nothing. You heard what now?
3: Yes. Supers or nothing for Kingston. Yeah. Meaning, yeah. if, if many, even yeah. if he makes a regional and he doesn't get to the Super, he's gone. That's the last I heard. And I, does that yeah. still stand? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: that makes a lot of sense. I do, I, that's, that's that's exactly where I fall on it too. So.
3: I do know that a uh, uh, former player. You might you might have talked to him. He, he used to be a pitcher, but now he pitches for the Cubs and mm. he plays in Gatlinburg. If you could put the pitcher, if you could put the pieces together he was originally committed to Miley. i mean he was originally commi- committed to jack legged at clemson right well when monty lee took over at clemson he hated monty lee mm. so he came he tried he came to soccer on now <clears throat> I, he, he's one of he's like he's my main baseball guy because like, he, he's got all the information in the locker room and stuff
1: Yeah, um, well, I I know who you're talking about. That's that's interesting, though. You don't find many guys that dislike Monty Lee, that's for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he told you the same story, but he did not like Monty Lee at all. Mm. So, he to Clemson and came to South Carolina. And he has told me that he has heard nothing but positive and grateful remarks about the Monty Lee hire. And he thinks it's going to really work out down there with him. Yeah. So but if the, I think the bats I'm going to go ahead give you my projection. that the bats can swing and we can, have, we can hit the fastball and you know hit the ball where it's pitched because a lot of the times I think we struggle with we can't hit the slow pitchers but we can go out here and hit the 98, 99 the 97s. we can go out there and kill kill them and compete with them but when we get into the weekday games and we can't hit the 88s, 89s, 90s. I think we got to be able to, you know, adjust, hit the ball, especially work on hitting the fastball, laying off the nasty stuff in the dirt. Mm-hmm. If you get back 270 or higher, I think this will be the most winning this season, even if that's the word, that Mark Kingston's ever had in his career. It could be a 40-plus win season at Carolina if they get something the best.
1: Yeah, I do, I'd agree. It all comes down to hitting, my guy. All comes down to hitting.
3: Skylon, I'm gonna get, th-
1: Yeah, go ahead.
3: My bad. You got to think, the last thing on the mound, you got – Will Sanders going to start you off Friday. Mm-hmm. Noah Hole Saturday and Jack Mahoney Sunday. The new guys, three guys right now, get you six plus every night. Mm-hmm. Keep the bullpen fresh. Yeah. Keep the bullpen fresh. Yeah.
1: Well, I can't wait, man. I know, obviously, you're a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. I'm, I'm counting down the days to first pitch. And especially with how this basketball season's going, we need something else to watch. <laughs> I mean. Well, yeah. I
3: knew that was going to happen, all these guys transferred. Right, right, right. So, uh, I'm not on the uh, side of Mark Perry's train yet, because he lost He lost five <laughs> Five to seven players. Yeah, I mean it's it's
1: it's literally year one. Anybody who's on the fire Lamont Paris train right now is a complete slap dick. So at least at least give it a few years. At least give it a few years.
3: Are you on the still? Are you still on the fire Kingston train? Are you trying? I mean, listen, I'm I'm not.
1: I I have my my skepticisms and doubts of Kingston. I I am. I'm not going into the season with that energy of hey, go cocked. It's opening weekend. Fire Kingston. Like I I. I want Kingston to prove me wrong, bro. I love of baseball. You know what I mean? It, this isn't one of those situations right. where it's like, you know, Will Muschamp was a great A slap dick, and I knew that going into 2020. Like, you bring in Monty Lee, I will give Mark Kingston credit where it's due. He didn't just sit on his hands and say, well, you know, we'll just keep trying, and we'll see if it works out next year. He went and got Monty Lee. They switched up the entire staff. They added tons of dudes from the portal, and you know, you just hope and pray that that is the or that works out. And I, you know, I'd, I'd love Kingston to be here another 10 years, my guy, because it means we won. I just want Gamecock baseball to get back to what we know it to be. And if it doesn't, well, this is it's, the- it, there's no gray area. It either does or it doesn't.
3: Right. Well, this is the year that Gamecock baseball will be fun for everybody. We're going to have a winning season and we will make the postseason.
1: Skyland has spoken. Skyland, I appreciate it, man. I'm going to get you out of here because we're going to jump into a break so I can get this Jordan Birch news out there. But uh, I appreciate you, my man. All right. right, Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff, my friend Skyland. Guys, we are going to go ahead and jump into an early break because I want to get this graphic out in case you missed it. Jordan Birch has hit the transfer portal. Would love to hear your thoughts on that and much more questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in
2: to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're
1: back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Give me just a second, by the way, as we center this. Okay. Uh, as you see, we got the camera working once again. Appreciate you guys' patience. Had to unplug, replug, all that good stuff. Uh, Technology is great until it isn't. But either way, guys, we are taking your questions, your comments, your calls. We got J.C. Sherbert on at 1.15. And the latest big news today, Jordan Birch has officially – Entered the transfer portal in three seasons at South Carolina. He totaled 105 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for loss, and four and a half sacks in three seasons. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You guys want to call in? You want to vent? You're more than welcome to do that. 843 790 3377. That is 843 790 3377. Seven, um, and I will just say, and I just tweeted this, it makes uh, makes a lot of the backlash that I got in the preseason in regards to talking about, you know, I, I had my my thoughts on Jordan Birch and, and uh, you know, just, just what he had done at South Carolina and his production or lack thereof. And, you know, I, I didn't call him a bust. All I said was he was creeping up towards bust territory. I didn't call him a bust. But I got a lot of backlash and a lot of heat from people that, you know, they treat these they, they, they treat these players as gods, and so be it. If you want to do that, you can fall into that slapdick community if you like. But, uh, you know, I just had real honest criticisms and, and, and wanted to apply pressure. And I, as, I've, as I've said before, I'll never apologize for applying pressure, right? I'll never apologize for that. And, by the way, to Jordan Burch's credit, I thought he had a solid year. Not great, but solid. But when you talk about where this kid was rated in regards to his recruiting profile, second highest rated player, you've ever signed only behind Jadavion Clowney, who is the greatest recruit ever. 1.000000. That's his composite. You can't be rated higher than that. So Jordan Birch. The second highest-rated signee of all time, four and a half sacks in three seasons. It's a shame, you know, you wish him well. Hope he finds what he's looking for, but um, bust. Bust is a good word for it. Yeah. And if that hurts your feelings, so be it. But when you look at recruiting ranking, expectations, and you look at performance, and look at statistics, that was, that's the definition of a bust. So, is what it is. Uh, again, hope he finds what he's looking for, and so be it. So be it. So, one less must-champ guy to carry into 2023. Anyways, 843 790 That's 843-790-3377. Let the slap dicks unite coming into my mentions for that uh looks like by the way guys gamecock baseball equipment just posted on instagram it looks like we are getting a camo baseball hat so i don't know if you guys saw that but it looks like we are getting a camo baseball hat really really exciting stuff uh i just i can't wait dude can't wait for baseball season all right let's jump to the phone lines here
0: call from
4: will from dirty
1: Myrtle. will what's going on my friend how are you uh,
4: pretty good. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on?
4: Uh, it's just, man, this player movement is ruined in college football. And and it's, it's, and it's Jordan Burch, you know, the numbers are the numbers, but I, it looks like to me he was probably our best defensive player on the field against Notre Dame. And he definitely came into his own this year a lot more as the year went on and looked like he could have been a real big impact player for us next year. Um, so it definitely is a, is a, is a, a loss that's, that's going to hurt just because we don't have the dev, but if it's NIO money, I mean, is, are these teams allowed to poach the players? Can they just call them up to a third party and say, Hey, we're going to give you $500,000 and they like, is that legal? I thought it was illegal to pay players <laughs> from the
5: yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, what I I, hell mean, hell I, I, I
1: think, I think technically, what you're saying it's a, is illegal. But, I mean, do you really think people are entering the portal and leaving without a plan? And the only way to have well, a I, plan I is to have previous conversations. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I what's, I, I, I guess I'd respond to your question with this question: What's even legal and illegal anymore? Everything's legal now, and and that's that's where the NCAA messed up. That's where they dropped the ball. Is that once NIL was released with no regulations, it's just the wild, wild west, man. We're making up the rules as we go along.
4: And it's just it, – it And it just feels like it's killing our momentum because a lot of these players were guys you thought – Marshawn Lloyd, birch guys you thought were going to be back next year to contribute, and they're just bailing out. And it's like, you know, you can't help but start getting these feelings, these thoughts of, well, is Beamer, Beamer, you know, is it Beamer? Is it the staff that's making them leave? Is it people offering them money? Like, why are we losing so many guys that are starters, contributors, not guys that are sitting on the bench just not playing? You understand? It's about getting playing time and being exposed. But when you're getting that and you're leaving still, it's like you know. I thought we were at the height of you know. I thought our program was big enough, the facilities, the the conference, that we would not be getting left for another program that that guy was succeeding in ours you know what I'm saying like but it's happening mm-hmm. so I just I don't understand it
1: yeah I mean it's it's uh I, I don't know man must champ guys I, I don't know what else to tell you <laughs> I really don't um, I mean there there's there's multiple factors why guys will leave it's it's not all about money right you have to think that you have to think that right. So I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, and I think that, you know, I, I was talking to JC Sherwood about that this morning and I wasn't able to touch on this topic, but you know what? I think that is, is what's most frustrating is we just don't have clear cut answers of why guys are dipping out. Like for example, in the NFL, when a guy sign, signs a contract, right? I mean, we, we know he's signing a contract. We know for how much it makes sense, right? Why guys are signing deals. But like with this NIL and transfer portal stuff, like you just don't know. I mean, we're, we're getting we're getting statements from players of like, you know, after talking with my family and God. Well, what did God tell you? What did God? Why did God tell you to leave, Gilbert Edmond? Yeah. Why would God <laughs> tell you to leave, Marshawn Lloyd? What did God say? Like, yeah, I mean, and I and I'm not making a mockery of those statements, but it's just like, if we had hard, like clear cut reasons why guys were dipping out. I think it'd be a much easier pill to swallow. But when guys are just up and leaving and you have no clue, you know what I mean? Like, that that's what thats what yeah, frustrates yeah, me. Especially, so especially when these aren't guys that are playing zero snaps and, you know, they're riding the bench. You're like, okay, right. I mean, this guy's obviously leaving to get some play in time. Makes sense. Glad he has that avenue to better his future. We're talking about guys that are starters, that are just up and leaving. Yeah. They're just yeah. up and leaving. That's what I'm and saying. nobody's that's giving exactly. you any answers. The players, the coaches, nobody's giving you any answers. I wish a Shane Beamer could just come out and say, ah, We signed a great recruiting class and we don't think he's all that good. We're cutting ties. I, right. I wish they would yeah. do that, but they never will. So we're just left in the dark. And when you leave fans in the dark, that's where the frustrations come out.
4: Yeah. And, and, You know, Bell, I understood a little bit because I saw we underutilized Bell a lot, and I'm blaming that on chat, whether it's fair or not. I got it because Bell is a superstar in the right setting, and we just didn't give him that. But Lloyd got lots of opportunities. He was our star running back. Burks was our starter. You know, like, he didn't succeed until this year, so what the hell are you mad about? Like, you got to play, bro. You got to – you know what I mean? Like, I don't. But on another note – Is there anything coming out about Spencer? Or any kind of talk? Do you think he's coming back? I mean, to me, it seems like with the NIO money he's going to be getting, I think at best you're looking at a fifth or seventh round draft right now. So that's like no guaranteed money. It would be dumb not to come back, right?
1: I mean, well, you know, Brad Crawford six six had, had tweeted earlier in the week that apparently talking with NFL guys in the last couple of games could have could have boosted his draft stock, and he might be a second or third round guy. Now, I you know. I, I don't know. I, I think those conversations are still going on. Again, J.C. Sherbert at 115 is going to tell us everything in regards to what he's hearing on the matter. But uh, I, I think it's okay. just up in the air right now, man. I, I I don't know. I mean, listen, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of reasons why it makes sense for those guys to come back. I, I, I think there
4: are a lot of reasons why. But, yeah, it's just frustrating. And I hate it because it's, it's ruining college football, man. It's, it is. It's just putting a damper on a lot of things, you know, and putting different feelings in there you didn't have before with college. That's why it was great because it wasn't pro, and it's like now it's like pro. I mean, there's no difference. Mm. I mean, except in pro you get fined and, 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 and docked draft picks when you tamper, and in college it's just good old boy system where we don't really say shit. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'll jump off of here, man. Appreciate it, brother.
1: Will, I appreciate the call, man. Appreciate you bringing the heat as always. Great stuff. Um. Let's see, guys. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That is eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Got tons of questions rolling in. Um. Uh, our guy James in the Big Cock Club Discord says Clowney literally had more sacks in one game than Birch had in his career. And multiple games with more sacks than Birch this entire season. There is no comparison. Indeed. Justin Lankford says when the Must Champ guys are gone within these next two years, and it's Beamers guys on the field, it's going to be awesome. I'm ready to see it. Austin Greer says, I think we're all overlooking the fact that Rattler could could hit the portal. H- how Austin, would that make any sense? H- how, how would that benefit Spencer Rattler at all? I, I I just I don't see that. I don't see that. Uh, Cody says, sucks to see so many of these players seemingly not believing in where we are heading like we do. But then again, the transfer that. Yeah. All right. Let's turn to the ball.
6: Robbie Davis is Hall of Famer.
1: (laughs) Robbie Davis. What's up, man? How are you?
6: I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. Just hanging out. What's up? Um,
6: I'm going to talk a little bit about baseball for, for a second. Yeah, go ahead one of the things that one of the things that we struggled with last season and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cause if I am wrong, I want somebody to tell me, mm-hmm. but one of the things we struggled with last season was capitalizing with runners on, am I right? Or am I wrong?
1: We absolutely did. You're correct.
6: And if we don't do, if we don't do that, if we wind up doing the same thing we did last year i don't know how much longer pinkston will be here but if we can somehow get the bats going and get hot and stay hot i think this baseball team can be very good but the main but the question is how good can we be i think the pitching will definitely be there I think the fielding will definitely be there. But going into this season, the main question is, how are we going to do swinging the bats? Because there was a lot of games last season where we had the bases loaded and didn't do squat. We left ducks on the pond, and you can't do that in baseball. If you've got runners on, no matter if they're at first, or second or third, you've got to get them in and score and capitalize off of it. And if we don't do that, I think I think Kingston will be getting his pink slip and be told to don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you.
1: <sighs> I would agree. I mean, Robbie, there's a reason why you know for other sports I, I give uh, keys to the game or or what have you. That there's a reason why in baseball. When I when I create baseball content, I don't give keys to the game necessarily because mm-hmm. they're always the same. You know, great pitching, right? Great defense, timely hitting. So, yeah, to your point, timely yeah. hitting. The name of the game is timely hitting. It's not just about hitting; it's timely hitting, right? Are you able to hit with runners in scoring positions? Right. So, uh, you know, hit, hitting, we're hitting, getting, get
6: hit. There's no doubt about yeah, it. We're hit, hitting. Get hit, hitting but hitting but will be. Got to capitalize when we get the moment yeah, I mean,
1: hit, Hitting will define the season. And uh, you know that's where we have struggled over the last couple of years. And uh, if we can hit, you know, and, and it may sound like a no-duh statement, but it just, you know, if, if we can just even if we can just even be average swinging the bats, we're going to have a pretty good team. We just be average. We don't have to be great. We don't I'm have okay to be great. With being average. We just if we can swing at average, we've got the pitching to to be a pretty damn good team. So, but that's the big question sure. mark, and it has been the last couple of years. So.
6: And honestly, I don't remember a time where we had horrible pitching. At, like, whenever I started watching baseball on the regular – base, on, like, South Carolina baseball on a regular basis, I do not remember a time where we had horrible pitching. Mm. I honestly don't.
1: Yeah, we typically do have good pitching. Last year, obviously, I think injuries hurt us uh, the way you had to – Oh yeah, for sure. Had to shuffle everything around, but uh, you know, as long again, as long as we stay healthy on the bump, I I think we've got we got tons of arms. So, all be about how we swing it. And
6: I have no, and also I'm switching to football here for a second. I have no ill will towards Jordan Birch. Best of luck to you at Oregon if that's where you wind up going. No ill will, but. Like you, like, you mentioned his stats, right? Like, like, his stats are good, but they're not great. I mean, he what? You said he averaged, what, four and a half sacks in his
1: career? He had four and a half sacks I heard that in three seasons at South Carolina, yeah.
6: That's pretty sad for you being a defensive end, in my opinion. That's pretty sad. If you are playing at an SEC school, and as highly talented as highly touted as he was, and you only average four and a half sacks, something, something, either you either you got into your own head and ate and ate up your own hype, and 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 that backfired on you, or somebody didn't evaluate evaluate you correctly. And I'm not, I'm not saying he was a horrible, a horrible football player. Don't get me wrong. I thought he did pretty well this season. But the stats speak for themselves. The stats are there, and they speak for themselves.
1: I would agree. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, it, it's it's it's. For some reason, it's it's frowned upon to, or, or people just get uncomfortable when when you're critical of collegiate athletes, right? But I mean, that's that's what I do for a living, so I don't really give a damn. But uh, you know, I said it. The, I said it in the preseason. Yeah. I said it in the preseason. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget exactly where I was when I posted that clip and I recorded that clip, and I was actually in Savannah, down in Savannah with my Rippers. Shout out the Rippers down there. And uh, I posted that clip about Jordan Birch, and again, I made the point that I wasn't calling him a bust. I was not. I was mm-hmm. not. I simply just said you were that he was, that he's approaching, he was he's reaching approaching bust bus territory. People. And that, yeah. you know, I wouldn't call him that because when you call somebody a bust, people take it very personally. They do, right? Mm-hmm. It's because bust is, it's such a dismissive term. It really is, right? When you label somebody a bust, like, bro, your whole career was a miss. Your whole career was an L. And so... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, upon seeing this news, not react emotionally, right? Not let my emotions get the best yeah. of me. And I do mm-hmm. wish Jordan Birch the best because we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. We have no clue. Mm-hmm. But again, if, if you think about what the definition of a bust is and you look at, his recruiting rating, his expectations, mm-hmm. and his output, that's a bust, man. That's a bust. So it's, it's you know, yeah. and, and I say that also while I also gave him credit, like like literally two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, that he had his best best year in Garnet and Black. I thought he really came into his own. And I guess it's just unfortunate that he's not going to see it through into next year where he could have been our top, edge player and really could have had his breakout season and and you know he's got to do what's best for him that's great but while he stands on business we're gonna stand on business and business says he was a bust so it's a shame it's unfortunate but that's the reality and i I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna apologize for whose feelings i hurt saying that he was a bust that's that's it i'll say this
6: if you don't like Full blown, one hundred percent honesty. This is the wrong show for you. I would agree.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Because
6: if you want, I feel like I'm going to use one of your. If you like sunshine pumpers, you can go somewhere else, okay? That are going to pump sunshine up your keister, all right? You can find a different show because that's like I said, and I'll and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. that's one of the reasons why I love your show. You don't beat around the bush, you don't sugarcoat it, you tell it like it is. And there's not too many people out there doing podcasts like this that are a hundred percent honest with everything. And 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 sometimes honesty and truth sometimes truth sometimes truth hurts. Sometimes the truth hurts. And you've got to learn. Whenever somebody is telling you the truth or being honest with you, you got to either learn to accept it, understand it, or find some new find some new friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just you never have to. You never have to apologize, Robbie, when you keep it a buck. So, I, I it's just, you know, people tell me all the time, Chris, that is a fact. Chris, don't ever change. I'm like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I, I am who <laughs> I am. I, 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 again, I scratch my head when it itches. I dance when I hear music. I, 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 I am myself yeah. forever and ever. I'm in, my friend. Yeah. I, I'm not, uh, Le- and, and I'm the same way, yeah. right? You already know I'm the same
6: way. Like, if I make sure if someone does not like me, it's their fault because I'm not going to give them a reason to badmouth me or or hate me. So if someone someone tries to change you from who you are, then they're not your real friends. Your real friends love you and cherish you for who you are. That is a fact. Yeah. If you've got friends that are trying to change you, kick those friends to the curb. and like i said after i got back from florida right beamer's beamer's cooking in the kitchen with the with recruiting right now i think he's i think he's he ain't he's not close but he's getting he's getting i think he's getting us to the point to where we're going to turn some heads in the seasons to come for sure and I think that we will be okay. I'm not going to fret about it. I'm going to let Beamer do what he's getting paid to do, and that's build a winning program. If people leave, so be it. We got like I said, like, like I said before, also like we've got guys coming in that are that 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 Beamer busted his butt in recruiting. So I'm not going to waste breath on or or waste my time with stressing if somebody leaves. Mm -hmm. If somebody leaves, so be it. It is what it is. And to those people that are freaking out because people are leaving, you might as well accept it because that's college football. Mm now. Either accept it or stop watching college football.
1: That's a fact. This is the new reality, Robbie. Well said. Very well said.
6: But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get off here. You have a great rest of your day. Go Cox and uh, heck with Clemson. Bunch of farming losers. If I need groceries, I'll give you a call. If I need a lawyer, I'm calling. I'm getting somebody from us. Just saying.
1: I love that. <clears throat> love that, Robbie. You're the man. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. Great stuff from Robbie Davis as always. Hey, great comment here. Let's get back to the questions. The TDC questions channel on the Big Cock Club Discord. Our friend Chase says, Why are people acting so surprised about people leaving? It's a new era now. We've had the portal for two years. It's just now hitting its stride. We were, wor- we were warned about NIL coming, and now it's hitting its stride. Just got to be loyal to the school because your favorite player is going to hop for a bigger bag. Zach attack then follows up and says, "One thing's for certain, I'm getting a pup Howard jersey ASAP. I know he won't be leaving. <laughs> Might even get an in-memory jersey because he's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, guys, I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not really in the business of like dancing on a kid's grave or you know beating a dead horse, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's." It's disappointing. It's it's disappointing. The Jordan Birch thing is disappointing. It's, uh, you know. But I, I'm also not going to overreact. We, we lost a guy that had four and a half sacks in three seasons. I, I think we'll be fine. I, I think we'll be fine. I, I mean, you're just, you're not, it's not like we just lost Jadeveon Clowney. We lost four and a half sacks in three seasons. That's who we lost. Realistically, that's who we lost. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer's a petty SOB, man. Be- Beamer don't give a damn, right? Because minutes after, minutes after, Jordan Burch announced, or it was announced Jordan Birch was, was entering the portal. Sterling Lucas this morning, of course, said, Welcome home, my guys. The future is bright. And it was uh, Desmond Zulu, Montek Rames, Pup Howard, and Maurice Brown II. Right, So, Sterling Lucas posts a picture with those gentlemen, those four guys. Shane Beamer quote tweets, it says, and Sterling Lucas says, Welcome home, my guys. The future is bright for Gamecock football. Shane Beamer quote tweets it and just says, BEYOND, in all caps, BEYOND BRIGHT, hashtag above all else. Shane Beamer don't give a damn. Shane Beamer don't give a damn. So, if Shane Beamer's not concerned, then I guess you shouldn't be concerned. I don't know. I don't know. Coach Ford though has Coach Ford, you're 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 creeping very closely to panic Ritter territory. You are. Uh, Coach Ford says so. If Rattler dips out, we will start year three with an offense on the ropes and a defense on the ropes, looking at a couple seasons to rebuild. I mean, Coach Ford, I, I mean, I would just say this. Do you really feel like the return of Jordan Birch or departure was the difference between winning six games and eight games? I mean, do, do you really feel like that, that that all of a sudden now, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're, we're not going to make a bowl game because we lost Jordan Birch? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's I, – I will say – I will say I I think the Jordan Birch thing guys, I think especially you just have to deal with the fact that these must champ guys, you know, fans talk about loyalty and having loyalty. And I think some of it is I think some of it's a little bit unrealistic because loyalty is just, you know, I've mentioned many times that your favorite players don't love your school as much as you do. That's
2: absolutely fine. But especially
1: when it comes to these must-champ guys there is no sense of loyalty. Maybe some. I don't want to speak for all of them. But, like, it shouldn't surprise you. You know? And that is one of the challenges of a newer head coach. And I think we don't even give Beamer enough credit for in that he took a roster full of players that are not his. They didn't come to South Carolina because of him. And I can assure you not everyone on that roster was thrilled that Muschamp got fired or thrilled that he got the job. But he was able to take those players and get them to buy in enough for him to do what he's done. But when you see a Muschamp player hit the portal, not sure it should be much of a, of a surprise. Let's check, what press on. one. Just Nick, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. How about yourself, Chris? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on.
5: Nothing much. I was just calling about, uh, you know, you see all the comments with the Jordan Birch thing, and some people, you know, say, let him go. He's, he's gone, he's gone. Some people are, you know, been out of shape about it, but I agree with what you said. I don't think Jordan Birch coming back uh, differs between two wins. You know, I mean, what he done in, in three years, I mean, Ken Law almost done in two, and he had more sacks as a T tackle than he had as a DN. So um, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I think, you know, Beamer's going to, He's going to hit the transfer portal like he always does, and I think he's going to replace people that don't have no loyalty with people that want a shot. And um, I think you, um, like you see Xavier McLeod and all those boys in the in the Under Armour game. I mean, those are Beamer guys. You can see what kind of players Beamer is bringing in. And I think I still think we're probably two or three years away from, you know, actually being able to stay in toe-to-toe with Georgia on a year-in, year-out basis with Beamer. Yeah. So I think people just need to, hey, cut the ties, let him go, um, it's a must-champ guy. I can't wait all of them get out of here anyway because they ain't really made a damn difference anywhere. So <laughs> hey, that's I my just, two cents worth. I, hey,
1: I, I love it. Well said, my friend. Very well said.
5: I mean, it just, I thought, and I think Beamer's building a culture based on loyalty. I think all these guys coming in, I don't think you've seen nobody that Beamer's brought in yet transfer. I mean, if Rattler and Wills leave, they're not transferring, they're going to the NFL. Yeah. You know, so that's, that should be something people look at too. Like we're producing them. To go to the NFL. So hopefully that'll, you know, bring some people in and play for Beamer as well. But I think he'll replace them with, with, I mean, we lost Jaheim Bell who had 200 yards and we replaced him with Trey Knox. I think we turned out pretty good on that end. But so.
1: yeah, indeed. It, it, I think it'll work out uh, again, Shane Beamer. You have to believe he's the mastermind behind it all. And yeah, I, I do think like you said, I do think as it, uh as he gets further in his tenure and and the, the roster becomes completely his, I mean, the transfer portal NIL is never going to go away, but I would like to think you will see this occurring less in regards to like starters hitting the transfer portal. I, I think you'll see that less. So
5: um, I, I think, I think so too. And I, I mean, I, and I think, you know, as far as next year goes, I mean, if Rattler and Wills don't come back, I mean, I'm grateful for what they did this year, you know, like that we've done things this year with them that, you know, that we hadn't done in a long time. And, being A&M, we never beat them, you know. So, them leaving to go to an NFL is not a betrayal thing. It's a thank you for what you did. You, you showed out and go get what you deserve now type thing for me, you know. Yeah. But, um, I mean, for people to think that we're just going to be totally garbage, I mean, for crying out loud, we had Marcus Satterfield and a graduate assistant quarterback in won 7 games. I mean, I think Luke Doty or – I think it's Luke Doty, Brayden Davis, or Lenore Sellers. I think I would put Lenore Sellers number two. I mean, I'm from right down here in Florence and kids for real. Mm. Um. So, I think – um I honestly think the could come in and back up Luke Doty year one. I don't think they brought him in to put him at DB or wide receiver.
1: Right, right. I would certainly so, hope not. Um, <laughs> but,
5: Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I I think we're still a bowl – we're a bowl team. With yeah. Beamer as our head coach, we're a bowl team. You know, so I just – like I said, I just think like the, when you see Xavier McLeod, Umio Zulu, all those guys, by the time it's their turn to – for junior year, when they can go to the NFL, I think that's probably going to be the year you start seeing South Carolina be toe to toe with Georgia. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. I think so as well, I man. I think we're on the right path, no matter what uh, transfer portal here, nil there. I, I I believe in Beamer, and I think we're on the right path for sure. So, yeah, I would agree with you, one hundred and ten percent.
5: I got you. I appreciate you, Chris. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Love your show. Go yeah. Gamecocks.
1: Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff and great insight and. Yeah, love the energy from the caller there. Uh, I want to read this comment here. Travi says, We aren't bashing Birch. However, we aren't begging either. Wish you well, but we have moves to make. You know, on that note, Travi, let me say this. You know, if it makes you cringe and it makes you uncomfortable to hear people like yours truly or others on the internet, if it makes you uncomfortable to hear people be critical of your favorite players or they're, they're, they're just they're just kids they're just college these guys are making big boy money and they're making big boy decisions and with that comes big boy criticism and big boy backlash and you know we, we are the days of well they're just kids you, you know the days of feeling bad they're gone they're gone they're gone college football has become professionalized. In the NFL, when your favorite NFL team signs a guy, I mean, you see people say the worst things about him. You can call him a bum. It's a bad signing. This guy's a slapdick. He sucks. You can just rip him to shreds. But at the college level forever, it's been frowned upon to even have a slightly remotely critical opinion. So when it comes down, though, to a guy like Jordan Burch, again, that's no longer. I got nothing against the kid. I do genuinely wish him the best. I hope that he finds whatever he's looking for. But, hey, stand on business. Make a big boy decision. You're going to make some big boy cash, but that means big boy criticism is going to follow. And you are a big boy bust, in my opinion. You came in with all the hype, the hoopla, the next Jadavion clowny, and now you leave in this manner, you're a bust. You're Jordan bust, in my mind. It ain't nothing personal, but that's what the statistics say. Four and a half sacks in three seasons. You're a bust. It's a shame that Jordan Birch, instead of coming back to South Carolina in 2023 and potentially submit.
2: Just thought i hop on quick questions about Jordan
7: Burst and everything. Just yeah. want to hear your opinion as well. You know, he grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, local boy, you know, starter all three years of his career at USC. You know, you just mentioned, you know,
0: he's looking for something else.
7: Obviously, that's why he hit the portal.
0: Mm.
7: Maybe it's the NIL deal. Maybe that's why he's thinking about going to Oregon. You know, my question really is, does he, does he think a one-year NIL deal going to one of these other schools long term is going to pay more dividends, you know, than staying at SC and having that type of legacy where, you know, you grow up, you're surrounded by people that know you, that love you. And now kind of like a tarnished legacy where, you know, it's not like you're going to be coming back to the school and visiting and, you know, celebrating, you know, past wins with your Mm. teammates or anything like that. It just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't make much sense to me being that you're in a starting role highly touted highly recruited you know you have NFL potential you're in the SEC you're a hometown kid what what could be worth it for one year's worth of time long term to make that to make that decision
1: you bring up a great point my friend legacy why does legacy not matter anymore because here's what happens right Jordan Birch did not have a stellar career at South Carolina, but he was beloved, right? I I think so. I think he was beloved by Gamecock fans. A local guy who was rated as a five-star could have went anywhere in the country, decided to stay home. For that alone, he was beloved, right? Even through the seasons of not necessarily meeting expectations, he was beloved by Gamecock Nation you know, had his best year in Garnet and Black this year, and, and and everyone was excited to see what he'd do next year. But again, you bring up that legacy point, and I think that's something that's getting lost, guys chasing NIL, chasing the bag, hitting the portal, and you know what, if there's things going on behind closed doors where he felt like he needed to leave, so be it. And again, I've said it many times. I hope he finds what he's looking for. But you know what happens? You know what happens when – you up and leave now. Let's say he goes to Oregon. Let's say he has a good year at Oregon. Is Oregon really going to embrace Jordan Burt's? Like is he going to be one of the Oregon Ducks legends for having one solid year there? Probably not, right? And now, now guess what? Guess what? He can never come back to Carolina. There will always be this 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 bad taste left in our mouths because of the exit. So now neither one of them embrace you. Now you don't have a legacy at all. And so I guess it's just a shame, like you mentioned, to you're basically cutting your nose off spite your face. And, you know, I, I know money's yeah. all that matters to a lot of these guys. And, and I get it. The almighty dollar, it's what makes the world go round. But it, it is a it is a bit of a shame. You know what I mean? It's, it's a bit of a shame to proactively, willingly tear down your legacy or any bit of legacy that you had. So, again, you just hope it works yeah. out for the kid because I, I question the advice some of them are getting from outside sources. You hope it works out. You hope they find what they're looking for. But I, I just – I know legacy doesn't pay the bills, but it's something you got to live with for the rest of your life or live without. And I guess you got to make that decision if it's worth it to you.
6: Well,
7: legacy does open up opportunities down the road, though, so it can essentially pay the bills. You mean, you, mean you look at Marcus Lattimore, You look at Connor Shaw. You know, people that didn't have NFL success, but they they can come back. And if, any, if they wanted any type of job within the USC department, or if they're even, even any opportunity in the state of South Carolina, you know somebody would call them up right away and give them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So long-term, outside of NFL, you know, that's NFL short-lived. Maybe Jordan Birch doesn't even make it big in the NFL. You're you're tainting that legacy and you're, you're kind of ruining those relationships where if you would have just stuck on you know, you're gonna, you're probably gonna be one of the captains on the team. People are gonna look up to you as a leader on the team. You're gonna have a great spotlight on you. If you just stuck on one more year, go pro. You can always come back home, where you're from, and have a great legacy behind you as well.
2: Yeah,
1: indeed. I think I hey, listen. I think that's very well said, my friend. I think that's very well said. And again, it's it's nobody's wishing anything but, you know, the best for anybody that leaves South Carolina and hits the transfer portal. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I just – yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And uh, some guys are going to learn some really, really hard lessons. So.
7: Yeah, and I don't know his family situation at all. I'm not trying to say anything about that. You know, I don't know if it's – you know, that's that's something that's in need right now is just, you know, a huge money grab for – to support his family while, while he takes another year in college before he goes pro. I know he's gotten some NIL deals with South Carolina. I've seen it, you know, on social media, him doing things, but you know, I I really, I'm just, I really just wonder what, what was out there for him. You know, obviously there's some tampering going on. He doesn't just go into the transfer portal without necessarily knowing what's already available for him. So I'm, I'm curious to what he was offered as well.
1: Indeed. Hopefully that's something we get We get answers to those questions, my friend. <laughs> Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Yeah, man. That's all I had on my end. Appreciate your time. Brendan, I appreciate the call, man. Great stuff from you. Take care. Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into a break. Hey, on the other side, we got J.C. Sherbert. What a conversation this is set up to be. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. And J.C. Sherbert, after the break, you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. Of course, we are also waiting for J.C. Sherbert to join us on the airwaves. Uh, Going to go ahead and close up the phone lines, actually, on that note. Really excited to <laughs> to, uh, to talk some ball with J.C. We got a lot to get into um, and appreciate him ahead of time taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, big, the big news today, guys. Jordan Birch hit the transfer portal. And uh, I, I know, listen, I, I know the portal's frustrating. I get it. I know it's frustrating. I, it's, it's, I'll be honest with you guys because I, I keep things – I'm very transparent with you all and keep it a buck. It's uh, and, and I've seen this Big Wash character commenting, and I, I respect and appreciate you commenting, Big Wash, and respect your opinion. Um, it, it's – you know, I, I'll say it's not sour grapes, but, but it's, it's, it's hard not to be a little bit petty over it. I'll be honest with you. It's hard not to be a little bit petty over the fact that he's dipping out. So, uh, anyways. All right, let's go ahead and get him on. He joins us every Thursday. And we are very happy to see him back, by the way, after the holiday season uh, and into the new year. J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks, and J.C., I know you are a very busy man right now with all the news going on, the craziness. Hey, like I told you when I left your show, uh, it never disappoints, right? There's never a day off when it comes to the Gamecocks. But, uh, J.C., first thing I'll say is this. It's great to see you and hear from you, my friend, after uh, going through some of the stuff you went through, I know, in the month of December. So really appreciate you taking the time, and most importantly, great to see you in good health, my friend. What's going on?
8: Oh, yeah, thanks so much. I uh, appreciate everybody reaching out and <laughs> Gamecock Nation and uh, even fans of other schools and uh, friends and stuff. Uh, it was uh, it's kind of a scary thing, but uh, I, I think today, uh, it was the first day I've really been back to like 100%. Had a great show earlier, uh, thanks to you uh, and some other folks that were on with us. And uh, looking forward to getting back into my normal routine because there a lot has been going on for sure, including some breaking news. Uh, here in the last couple of hours.
1: Yeah, JC, let's go ahead and dive into that because over the last hour or so, it was announced and came out publicly, and we heard this rumor for about a week or so, but uh, Jordan Birch has officially entered the transfer portal. What can you tell us about that? Maybe what went into that decision, and it sounds like Oregon could potentially be his landing spot, but uh, I I know we had chatted about it a couple of days ago, and you felt confident that Birch might be back in Columbia, but of course, now the news is official. Just your overall thoughts on the process that led to Birch, how surprised or not surprised you were, and again, just overall thoughts in the situation as a whole.
8: I had like a premonition, okay, and I didn't. I didn't. You know, sometimes you have th- thoughts, you keep it to yourself, or you kind of share them with your buddies because you're just, you know, shooting the crap or whatever. And uh, I just every time Birch was asked about it, because I I thought, well. You know, first of all, I was like, why aren't they asking Birch if he's coming back? I don't think the NFL is on the table. But he sounded like a guy considering declaring for the draft, right? And, uh, and I was like, well, he's probably not a draftable guy. He doesn't have that much production. I mean, he's, he's still got the upside. I think he's gotten gradually better. They get a really good year this year, uh, actually.
1: JC, we got you back, my guy. I don't know why I can't hear you for some reason. Well, seems like seems like we're losing some. I'm hold on. I'm, I'm JC. I'm gonna kick you out, rejoin with the link, my guy. We're we're having some. I think the Jordan Birch hackers are on. Honestly, giving us some trouble today. I'm gonna kick you and just rejoin from the link. I don't know what's going on with JC's audio, by the way, guys. I don't know what dude. Technology's great until it isn't. We are we are having quite a quite a time today with the audio. Um. Anyways, we're gonna get JC. I, th- I think that was on his end. I don't think that was on our end. I, I don't know because he just he just cut out out of nowhere. So, um, yeah, no, that you lost me because I tried to refresh the page, but I, I don't think that's a me issue. I think that was a JC issue. Um, I don't know. For first one of twenty got the audio bugging out on us. JC, what's going on? Can you hear me okay?
2: JC, can you hear me? Check. Check, check,
1: check. <laughs> there we go. Now I can now I can hear you, I think. All right, now I lost you again. I, I'm I'm for some reason we're losing your audio. I don't know what's going on. I can tell you got the new camera though, by the way. So JC can't hear me. I love it. Uh- I love it. You just you just cut in and out right there. We're like we're like catching you in little spurts. I don't think it's me. Yeah, we're we're because I think the audience can hear me. I cannot hear you though. Yeah, everybody's saying no sound from JC. Twenty twenty three is off to a very hot start. <laughs> a very, a very hot start. Um, maybe I can. Hear, I don't know. Maybe I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Okay, I guess is the question. So JC can hear me. I we just cannot hear you, and it keeps the internet connection on your end for some reason keeps cutting in and out. I don't know what's going on. Um, Morse
2: code. Anyway. I'm gonna try to refresh this one. Let's let's see if we can get JC in here. I don't know. We for some reason we just we just have no audio. We have no audio. You got a JC? You got a
1: new camera, didn't you? I'd be willing to bet it's the camera issues. I can't hear a word you're saying, but I, I'd be willing to bet you it's the camera issues because I have sometimes the same exact issues. So. I don't I don't know. Cause I can see you fine. I just can't hear a word you're saying. Um I don't think a new link would do anything, to be honest with you. Let's see. I'm gonna mute you and unmute you. Let's see. Yeah, I got I got nothing audio wise. I got nothing audio wise. Here I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to kick you out again and have you rejoin. I'm gonna send you a new link. I'll send you a new link. Here we go. I don't can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I mean, worst case, he could just call my phone. Wor- worst case. Let's see. I mean, worse worst case he can call my uh he can call my phone. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna make this work. We're gonna make this work. The hackers will not win today. We got plenty of time. The portal and NIL have destroyed college football, and now they got JC's audio. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, and I will say this back to the point that uh, Big Wash was making earlier. You know, again, maybe I'm a little butt hurt. Maybe, maybe, maybe I am a little butt hurt, my guy, that Jordan Birch is dipping out. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. So, I'm sh- many others are, my guy. I'm, I am far from the only one. So, I, I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little irritated by it. We'll just put it that way a little irritated, a little irritated by it. So, I don't know what happened. We, we, we had JC's audio completely fine. All of a sudden, it just started bugging out. I can tell, though, that JC got a new camera. It looks like he did. And sometimes that actually bugs out your your audio and your setup. So I don't know. We're gonna to try to get we're gonna to try to get JC Sherbert back on. We're gonna to try to get JC Sherbert back on if we can if we can battle through the technical issues. If we can battle through the technical issues. So Let's try this again, JC.
8: I think I have it fixed. I,
1: I can hear you now. What's going on, my guy?
8: Totally, totally new setup. Do have a webcam, oh, but hold what on, doing? Hold on.
1: Now, now you're you're like you're just like really scratchy on the audio.
2: Okay. Okay. Like
1: All when right, you're talking, hang it's like one. it's like a lot of lot of static, a lot of static. Let me let me just we're making ditch progress. The... We're making progress. Let, let me let me just ditch
8: the it's mic. Like,
1: Now I've got you there, JC. Can you hear me? I I hear nothing on your end now. NIL and the transfer point. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can you hear me? Yes. Now I got you. Okay. All right. Yeah. You got me good. All right. So now
8: I just disconnected the microphone because it's (laughs) trying, I was trying to connect. And sometimes with these apps, it's like, I got to do mic because I was getting a lot of feedback on the other one. And, uh, it's kind of a simpler version, but on, on StreamYard yesterday on our show, it started cracking like that. But the problem to begin with was I messed up the settings, mm-hmm. and so my new headset was trying to connect. There's no mic on it anyway. It's real confusing. But anyway, I'm glad glad to be back, man. Yeah, you, Sorry about good. all that.
1: Hey, hot start to 2023, my guy. And when, you know what? Listen, if there's anybody that can understand it's yours truly when you get new equipment, sometimes our <sighs> hell breaks loose. So technology yeah. is great until it isn't. But Anyways, uh, glad to have you back. Again, Jordan Birch. the whole saga, the whole situation. I'll let you take the floor your thoughts and everything.
2: Yeah, I
8: mean, it was kind of a, a touch and go situation. I, you know, I think that uh, it was about more things than just NIL money based on what I've been told. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that the financial uh, situation at wherever he's going is going to be that much greater than South Carolina, maybe a little bit. Um, I think that uh, you know, I, 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 there's just a lot out there. you know, there's some talk that maybe he felt like he, he couldn't win a cha- he wanted to win a championship somewhere the South Carolina's not gonna be that good next year. Uh, you know, just all kinds of stuff, but I, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, th- there was probably a strong desire uh, for him to leave. Uh, like I mentioned before my, maybe it was before my mic flipped off or whatever. I got a premonition about it because I felt like, you know, just some of his public comments sounded like a guy that was going pro. um, And and I didn't feel like he was ready to go pro. Uh, So I was like, huh, this this is one that could hit the portal. Also talking to a a, a source at kind of another school, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago that that mentioned a lot of things, like a lot of players South Carolina was losing. And that was before a lot had left. And I still don't think it's a lot, but, you know, that was kind of a point of concern. And then when Jaheem around the time Jaheem Bell left too, there, were kind of, there was kind of some scuttlebutt behind the scenes about it uh, outside of the program. It was all external though. And I think internally they were maybe caught off guard because I don't think he was communicating. He was leaving with them and uh, all that. But I, I think at the end of the day, South Carolina tried to convince him to stay. I think if you look back at his recruitment, it was, it was one of those things where there were some anxious moments. Um, you know, a, a must champion company got him. uh, but you know, I, I think sometimes nowadays, uh, if you're young and you want to go, you know, you've been someplace a while and you, you get a kind of an adventurous spirit and want to go someplace else, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, you know, as far as how to affect South Carolina, obviously they need to replace both starting edge players. Uh, Jordan strong returning next year certainly will help with that. Uh, but they got some work to do in the portal with development, uh, with getting, uh, some guys ready to go. Cause that's a critical position on your defense. You really need, really need four, you know, right now you got strong and he was hurt last year and, you know, but beyond that, it's a question mark. So, um, yeah, I wrote an article on the bigspur.com today about like, where would they go if George Birch leaves? And there's a lot of options from sliding guys on, on what's a deep interior outside, uh, to the two, two true freshmen that are in Desmond, uh, Umiya Zulu and Montague Raims are both uh, outstanding prospects. Uh, because they're enrolling early, their chances of being ready to go by the opener uh, and playing significant steps are higher than maybe a kid that came in over the summer, but still that's that's not something you want to necessarily count on. yeah um, I, I think it's a shame in, in one way because I think, you know, Birch, while he was a five-star prospect and everybody in the country wanted him, uh, he he was a guy, everybody, you know, that knew him and were very familiar with how he played, they didn't feel like he was going to be a clowny type where you just knew from the beginning. You know, he played skis a ball. Uh, He had some development to do. And I thought, you know, he had turned a corner this year. Uh, And now he's going to go start all over in another school. If it is Oregon, I got a text from an Oregon source. Uh, that said Oregon has no edge players (laughs) right now. So, uh, if you combine that with sort of the word that Jordan wants to go someplace, he can quote unquote, win a championship. Uh, you know, maybe that was the selling point that, or, or the, the, or what he's been told about Oregon is, you know, you're the missing piece of the puzzle or whatever. I have my doubts about that, but, uh, you know, that's, if he goes all the way across the country, that's fine. I mean, you know, uh, if you're only young once and you get to live in another part of the country, play different teams, all that good stuff. That's fine. But I, you know, I, I, I think this is one of those things that, you know, is probably jarring because he was such a big recruit. Marshawn Lloyd was such a big recruit. He's gone. Uh, Marshawn sort of happened out of nowhere. Jordan was sub, somewhat of a surprise. Yeah. I think Jaheim Bell was not a surprise, mm-hmm. but um, Gilbert Edmonds certainly was a surprise. So, yeah, and I've learned with this fan base that they they do not like bad surprises. <laughs> um, anywhere from losing games they shouldn't to losing recruits they thought they had to guys leaving. Um, so uh, I understand the, the the frustration about it. But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, this is the reality of college football now. What I don't agree with there are some of these folks that say, oh, well, we're just going to stop watching college football now because it's this, that, and the other. Look, man, you just came off of a season where the stadium was packed almost every home game. You won two, two of the biggest wins in the history of the program. Uh, You took 40,000 people to the Gator bowl. Interest is not dying. I can assure you, I know you have your numbers. I have mine, (laughs) you know, uh, I can assure you interest is not going away. Uh, but some people I think are kind of overreacting want to jump off buildings. I mean, look, the portal and NIL could really hurt college football. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, but, but this is the type of thing, Chris, that uh, Willie erode over time. And I think we're South Carolina and Shane Beamer, you know, uh, and this is true with any good coach, you don't sit around and cry about it. You turn it into an opportunity, you know, you go upgrade, use it as a chance to get your team better. And, you know, maybe add a more proven player or something like that from the portal or, you know, develop a young superstar quicker than, than maybe he was going to develop. So, you know, long way to go between now and the opener against North Carolina, it's January 5th, uh, so time is on the Gamecock side to sort of mitigate the losses they've suffered in the portal, which still aren't huge in number like some other schools, uh, but I understand because these are some significant players that, you know, we all talk about all the time.
1: Yeah, JC, you know, it's interesting with the Jordan Birch stuff. You know, it's all business, right? But it, it, it's, it's, I find myself over the last hour plus or so, it's hard to remove all of the emotion and hard to not feel a little bit petty. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, like just about the entire situation. And, you know, I, I almost don't on one hand feel bad for not just Birch, but a lot of these kids who I, I know that the bag is everything. And, and, Money makes the world go round. I, I totally understand, man. And, and there's a lot of things behind closed doors that happen that we don't know about, why guys up and leave. And so that I think that makes it tough too, JC, on fans for, you know, fans want answers. And when they're so left in the dark, when you feel like the, like you said, bad surprises, like the rugs just pulled out from under you and you have no explanation as to why. That's what really irks people. But it's like, does legacy mean anything anymore? You know what I mean. Like, like I, a guy like 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 a Jordan Birch could have come back. Like, I, like you said, I was very critical of him in the preseason. I, I just I applied pressure. You know, I thought, hey, he needs to start living up to all of this hype and hoopla he got on the recruiting trail. And I thought he had a much better year this year. I thought he had a solid year. Right? It wasn't a All American campaign, but it was a very solid year. He was an impact player for the Gamecocks defense. And to think that he could have come back been one of those leaders on that defense, had his best year yet in Garnet and Black. You know, I think Gamecock Nation was 110% behind this guy, local kid. And now he leaves all that to go to Oregon. In a place where, like you mentioned, J.C., he might get a ring. He he, he might have a solid year. But is Oregon going to embrace him as one of their own 10 years from now? Probably not. And so now is South Carolina going to embrace him in that way? Probably Mm. not. Like, does legacy mean anything anymore? Like, I, I just wonder, will guys be looking back in a few years thinking, like, you know what? I would have been better off being like a Decarion oh, joiner. Joyner may not have the most, most, you know, earth-shattering stat sheet of all time. He, you know, but dude, 10 years from now, Decaryon joiner will forever be remembered as a legend for things far beyond statistics. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know that's maybe a corny thing to talk about. It doesn't matter to a lot of guys, but that's just kind of where I find myself, and like you said, it's just such a shame. It feels like a shame; it really does. But that's just coming from the fan perspective, I okay? guess.
8: Well, you know, it is, it's it's it, there's a lot of moving parts, and like like they tell everybody, it's a forty year decision. Mm-hmm. It's not a four year decision; it's a forty year decision, and uh, uh, you're always remembered. I mean, you, you know, Jadevi and Cloudy spoke to that before the opener when they retired his his number. You know, he was just like. Uh, wow you know i love playing here this was great i mean what a great testimonial um and i think nowadays sometimes that kind of goes out the uh, out the out the yeah out the window a little bit and there's yeah there's always kind of been this stigma around south carolina even before nil that oh well they don't take as good a care of their players as you know maybe some other schools wink wink nod nod and uh that's kind of a pile of crap to be honest um there was a time, uh, you know, I mean, and I'm not talking about anything illegal. There was a time maybe South Carolina with facilities, academic support, that kind of thing was were lagging. That was 20 years ago. Um, South Carolina does take care of its players, and, and and it is a very good place to go to school and a very good place to play football. And people are beloved not only by, you know, Columbia, but the entire state, you know, because there's uh, – There are a lot of Clemson fans in our state, but there's more Gamecocks, right? Right. And uh, I, uh, you know, that is a sacrifice, I think, that, uh, you know, in-state kids that make this decision, uh, especially in particular, you know, that's a sacrifice that they're going to have to make. I mean, and, uh, and I think, too, you know, you sit there and, uh, it's, it is disappointing because, you know, he, he was turning the corner, like, like you said, and he, he did have a much better year uh, than last year. And, you know, you could see the light sort of coming on, especially in the bowl game and down the stretch of some of the plays he made. Um, you know, and you're, you're going to give the chance to, to shine uh, at a place where you're beloved uh, and risking all of that, mm-hmm. which I think – Uh, has a lot more to do with long-term security and things of that nature uh, than maybe going you know down the road across the country wherever you want to go with an NIL deal or whatever (laughs) you know um, and and seeing the world right now because you know this isn't summer vacation this is your life Uh, and I believe everybody has the uh, the choice uh, to live their life how they see fit but you know, there are, you know, th- there's a lot of different ways to look at it. You know, number one, maybe there's some hometown pressure you're trying to get away from. Marcus Lattimore spoke to that. Marcus Lattimore ironically lives in Oregon now. Um, you know, uh, I, now now before anybody runs with it, Marcus Lattimore don't think anything to do with this. But, uh, um, you know, so, so there's that part of it. But you, you also do run the risk. What if you go out there and get hurt? You know, what have you got there? And and that's it. And, uh, you got to kind of come home. And and, and, and you're not, uh, I think with the transfer portal, and especially with situations like uh, like Jordan Birch, in-state kid going to quote unquote greener pastures or just wanting to get away or whatever, you know, it, it, it's getting late in your career and you run the risk if something bad happens. And, and if, you know, you're hurt or injured or you don't quite play that well, you don't get drafted, Uh, you name it, man, you know, what do you have to fall back on, Uh, you know, and all that. But, but, you know, hey, that's that's, – maybe times are changing, Chris, and and maybe that's just no longer important with the world we live in. But uh, that's what could potentially be unfortunate about it. But at the same time, you know, heck, I like the Ducks, Uh, you know, (laughs) hope Jordan Birch, if he go, if that's indeed where he ends up, go out there and, uh, and, 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 you know, shine and and you you wish, wish you all the best, but, you know, as far as him, you know, ever seeing his name up on the stadium in his hometown, or uh, as far as him ever maybe being in a hall of fame or anything like that in South Carolina, it'll never, ever happen. Uh, and it probably will never happen at Oregon either based on like one year's body of work. So, um, you know, the, the, those are the kinds of things that you take off the table uh, when you make those decisions. And that's not sour grapes, man. That's life. Uh, I'd tell a kid that was, you know, leaving, uh, you know, Maryland. Uh, he was from Maryland, DC, leaving Maryland to come play his senior year at South Carolina. Uh, if he asked me my personal opinion, I'd probably tell him the same thing. It's like, you know, you, you can, uh, you can, this Thomas will supposed to say, you can't always go home or you can't go home. You can never go home. I think you can go home. And uh, um, I think I'm in many ways in my life, I'm living proof of that. So I, I think that, uh, you know, it's okay to shoot your shot early, way, way, way early, but you better make it because uh, you, you run the risk of uh, leaving a lot on the table that you would have otherwise had. How about that?
1: Yeah, JC, I would say to your point, it's not sour grapes, but big boy decisions have big boy consequences. And, you know, people are gonna have their opinions and thoughts on things. It's it's not sour grapes at all. It's just calling it for what it is and being realistic. And again, if guys are able to get big boy bags, again, you're gonna feel big boy backlash when when, when decisions like that are made. It just it's the reality yeah. of it. Uh, let, let's move off, JC, the Jordan Burks thing. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Uh, Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells, uh, obviously the conversation, that is the hot topic right now. What will those guys do? Will they return? Will they depart for the NFL draft? The latest on what you're hearing, you know, it sounded like from what I had heard earlier in the week, um, maybe Spencer Rattler's draft grade was a little bit better than we all expected, and it sounded like he might go ahead and depart, and make that jump. Uh, after chatting with you and some others, it sounds like maybe there's some things behind the scenes in the works. Uh, within IL but the bottom line is this none of us really know 100% what those guys are going to do but just the latest thoughts on uh, on Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, which way you think that's trending in regards to what their future plans are?
8: I'd say both are up in the air uh, you know I, I you know it, it, you hear different things um, I, I think there are a lot of folks and I've said this about Spencer Rattler uh, for a while I, I think you know and one of the things I I appreciate and respect about him is, you know, he, he makes decisions uh, with his inner circle. I think he's got a lot of people that care about him uh, that will not lead him astray. Right. You know, they, 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 they've, they, people can say what they want about, you know, whatever happened in Oklahoma or, or that's the, the, the reality show or whatever, but especially Rattler has got a really good head on his shoulders, So, uh, if it's the best decision for him to turn pro, uh, you better believe that's been researched, that's been documented, and that's what they honestly feel like will happen. You know, otherwise, I think he's going to come back to South Carolina. He's got a lot of people that are around him that, that have been very open about it, uh, that uh, that's a great option for him. Um, and certainly, I think, when, when you, if you look back at his season this year, you know, they're, they're, if you continue to kind of play, and look, a lot of that was the offense, right? Let's be honest. Uh, when they opened it up, he played pretty well uh, for the most part. And, you know, you come back next year with that same style of attack uh, and, and that same freedom he was playing with, boy, he could end up being, you know, top 15 pick. Um, as it stands now, is probably around four to seven. Um, I, I, think NIL wise, Spencer Rattler's doing fine, uh, you know, and he, he, he's really, uh, he's got a really good agent. I'll say that with NIL and he he's, he's also a very good entrepreneurial type of guy. Uh, you know, he has his gear and he gets out there and promotes things and he, you know, he's, he's good on camera, things like that. So uh, I think money wise, he's fine. I, I just think that, uh, You know, it's a matter of what the opportunity is at the next level. With Juice Wells, it's kind of going back and forth. You know, Uh, had you asked me a month ago, I'd have said probably, you know, he was, of all of the guys, I think he'd probably be the one that was coming back. Um, You know, right now, you know, I I, I think it's still possible, quite possible. Uh, But it may be that if they lose one, they lose both. Um, or, or, sorry, if they lose Rattler, they lose Wells. If not, uh, Rattler, you know, may will come back. Although I can't – I don't feel as strongly about that as I once did. Uh, but th- those are the keys to next season. You know, I, th- I think the other guys, you know, you're looking at, oh, you know, yeah, you got to go replace these pieces, these pieces, go reload, get ready for next year. Uh, and like you said earlier today, I think it's the difference between looking at maybe like a fringe bowl type of situation uh, uh, or maybe a a team that can contend in the SEC East. So um, that's how important those two are, uh, I think, because you just can't go out and find a guy with that kind of arm talent and experience to play at the most important position on the field. And honestly, I think it's hard to find a guy like Juice, uh, because I think Juice has been almost quietly one of the best receivers uh, to play at South Carolina. So – um, those are still the top two. I think you needed to get back uh, regardless of who else is left. And that's certainly still in play, but you know, I don't want to uh, sit here and, and, you know, to quote top gun, blow sunshine up y'all's butt Lieutenant. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee it because uh, like I said, things are crazy. Uh, everybody, you know, everybody's kind of reflecting on themselves and their value and all that right now. And, uh, shoot. Welcome. Welcome to college football's off season. You know, it used to be right now, Chris, it was a dead period in recruiting. So that was quiet. You had very few transfers and everybody literally is drinking beer at the coaches convention in San Antonio or Orlando or Nashville or wherever they had it. And you're kind of keeping your ear open for assistant coaching changes. Now, it's like, well, there's a chance the roster could be half intact tomorrow, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and so, so it does get interesting.
1: So, I guess from the content perspective, though, we have a lot of reasons to be thankful this time of year. Because, like you mentioned, on I mean, the outside of this, we'd we just be talking basketball. But now it's uh, – yeah. it, it really feels like the NBA offseason. That's what it feels like. It's just like breaking news literally every, like, 20 minutes. It, it, it's wild. So,
8: so, Spencer Rattler going to go to the YMCA and then uh, sign with, enter the portal and go to Miami or something. I don't know. You know, that'd be funny. So –
1: it's, it's wild. JC, on that note, though, it's it's funny how we Uh-oh. have not even mentioned it.
8: Please tell me that. I got you now. I
1: got, I got you. you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, on that note, JC, it's, it's kind of funny how we, ironically enough, have not even talked about the Gator Bowl. But I got one last thing on the portal, and many fans have been wanting me to ask you this because Marston Lloyd has signed anywhere. And he was rated by Fox Sports, I believe it was, as like the third best available player overall in the transfer portal. Uh, And I think somebody had told me you had this conversation either yesterday or a couple of days ago. You had had this conversation with someone on your show. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, do you think there's any way, any path, that he could possibly make amends with Shane Beamer, South Carolina, and be on the Gamecocks roster in 2023?
8: I think it's really unlikely based on – a couple of conversations I've had, I think it would take, you know, in any situation like this, Chris, egos are involved. And and I think uh, I don't really know what drove Marshawn Lloyd to leave. Uh, There's all kinds of theories out there, but, you know, based on how the situation was handled, uh, you know, if you're Shane Beamer, you've got a program to run and and you got to worry about the players that are there and the players that you need to go get, and you need to worry about winning games and protecting your culture. And, you know, this is a different situation than Birch or Bell. Uh, And that's what people have to understand. All these situations are very different. Um, This was sort of one of those where, you know, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. And, And then all of a sudden, boom, you're gone. And then there's no communication. So is that a guy that really wants to leave? Uh, I don't know. Sounds like the guy that, you know, just, you know, feels guilty about leaving his, you know, wife and kids to go off with his girlfriend and just one day packs up and and takes off, you know. I had a friend that did that. He's not my friend anymore, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, and th- those people are cowards and look, I'm not calling my dog doesn't like that either. I'm not, I'm not calling Marshawn Lord a coward. Okay. He's a kid. Right. But the way that was handled, that's just not the type of behavior without a lot of amends being made. And, you know, I don't know how much, you know, credibility he's built up because there's some other things that, you know, maybe we're not taking into consideration here with him. Um, you know, where a ton of amends would have to be made, uh, not from South Carolina's end of things. They didn't do anything wrong. Um, and, and that that situation probably was not a whole lot about NIL. Uh, it, it was just – I think it was and it wasn't. How about that in terms of, like, things being on the table? Because he, he may – I mean, I've got one of his Uno butterfly sweatshirts, man. Everybody bought one, right? You know, uh, glad he didn't try to sell it the day he left. But um, so, so I, I think just knowing what I know about that, Chris, it, it would take a lot of apology, amends, making that kind of thing um, for I think for Shane Beamer to even consider it. That's not to say he wouldn't, but uh, it I kind of would just kind of depend on what happened up to that point and sort of the explanation why. Because um, I don't think you want to get into a, a situation where, you know, if one guy wants to leave and go to the portal, are like, all right, go. You're not playing in the bowl. Bye. Get out. And then another guy goes into the portal, and, 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 you know, but, oh, well, you know, he's a starting running back and was pretty good for five games. So we'll give him another chance. I think you have to I – think, I think it almost has to maybe even be up to the whole team to let him back on. Uh, and do a situation like that if you're Shane Beamer, but I, I think it's highly unlikely uh, that that uh, that takes place. It is kind of funny he hasn't signed anywhere. Uh, I think it's very interesting. I think he probably you know, overestimated his value a little bit out there, but um, you know, I, I and I understand why people are thinking about it. And, and look, it, if, if for some reason it worked out, great, you know. But uh, uh, I think they would just take a lot that would be very, let's say, rare in today's college football world.
1: JC, let's talk about football on the field really quickly. Your thoughts on the Gator Bowl. I know that obviously happened last week, but uh, a really tough, hard-fought game, 45-38. You know, I thought South Carolina obviously just ran out of gas in that second half, defensively especially, and – uh, you know, kind of hitting a hitting a stalling out if you on offense for a little bit of a period there really hurt them. But uh, just overall thoughts in the game, you know, I thought objectively, JC, it was a great college football game, and I think Notre Dame maybe showed they had a little bit more depth than South Carolina in a game that was heavily heavily impacted by opt-outs and transfer portal and what have you. But uh, you know, I, I don't think a loss by any means that in any way derails anything, any positive momentum you have. It was just. A great college football game, and unfortunately, one that uh, you know South Carolina was on the wrong side of. Your just overall thoughts on, on that game against Tennessee.
8: Yeah, and, and I, and I want to tell people now too, like because yeah, I think I think the tendency when you when you when you look, talk about opt outs and then transfer portal and, and and declaring for the draft and all that, I think people tend to lump those things together. Uh, you know, you, you want to thank somebody. Really, we get a larger discussion on who to thank for all of this. and It's probably the same you know, six or seven media members that, you know, wanted to fundamentally change the game and continuously talked about how meaningless the bowls were and all this other crap. And, you know, oh, they're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. And then one guy did it. I think Leonard Fournette, and they like he was a hero, right? I was a hero, you know, and uh, oh, these games are meaningless. So now it's the trendy thing to do and fine, you know, whatever. Opt-outs happened at Al, well, none happened in Alabama, but opt-outs happened at, uh, Lots of places, right? That aren't teams that aren't going to playoff. Um, so that's one thing. I do think it was in the game was impacted by it. just really from a depth perspective. I, I didn't think South Carolina had a lot of problems matching up, uh, but I think the second half, uh, two things happened. I think they got worn down, and then number two, their offense got one dimensional because when Nate Atkins got out, went out, it got really, really difficult to run the ball. A South kind of realized they're not going to be able to run it all that much. And so it was just pass, pass, pass. That makes you predictable. Spencer gets off track. Um, I still thought it was a gutsy performance hanging in until the end. The Gamecocks have nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, I I was going to go. And I hate that I missed it because of my health issue. But I did get a chance to watch it around. (laughs) Some uh, Half the bar was Notre Dame, hardcore. Half the bar was – hate. I hate Notre Dame. No Gamecocks, just me. Uh, but hate Notre Dame or love Notre Dame. And there's an old Irish guy. And I should have known, Chris, should have known Carolina wasn't going to win. Uh, this old Irish guy named Jerry, I think he's, he came over from actual Ireland. He has a concrete company. I'm kind of scared of him, honestly. I think, I think you know, he'd probably have me assassinated if he wanted to. And I didn't expect him to come to the game because he was like, I don't care about the ball game a couple of weeks ago. Sure enough, he walks in 10 minutes before kickoff. He sits down. Uh, Carolina's up 24 i walk outside to kind of, yeah, cause I want to be nice to him. Hey Jerry, you know, a hey, tough, tough sled so far guys all hang in there. He looks up from his beer Heineken in the bottle and he goes, this game, this game is not over. <laughs> and I should have known then Yeah, yeah, the hat on with the leprechaun on it. I should have known then, man, I've seen the departed. Okay. I know what's going on. I'm scared to death. I'm like, Oh, okay, buddy. I should have known then that, uh, uh, there were some leprechauns that would help out Notre Dame and they ended up winning. It's just like, this game is not over. I was like, oh man. Uh, so that was my experience watching it. And then um, I kind of showed my butt, and you know, uh, threw a straw across the bar after Notre Dame's driving. I got that last first down before the hundred yard pick six. I'm like, let's go. He you know, like, doesn't get up and let's go. As people do. And I, I wasn't proud of that. I walked outside and then all of a sudden, I hear some rumbling. I was like, "Well, Notre Dame scored." And uh, my fiance watches like, South Carolina has got a hundred yard pick six. I was like, "What?" So I missed that. And so I walk back in. I'm like, "All right, guys. All right, all right. <laughs> so, You know, um, so that was my experience watching the game. Which I think, uh, although I hated not being there, that was that was probably a pretty good consolation prize, just because all the little side stories and stuff.
1: Let it be known, J.C. Sherbert has a fantastic Irish accent. That was incredible. I will say. <laughs> love that. Awesome. Love that.
8: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think you know you hate to lose it. It would have been big to win it, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't think the program is going to fall apart because that it kind of reminded me of Spurrier's first bowl game, Chris, to be honest, against uh, Missouri out out in Shreveport. That was uh, kind of a similar thing. Carolina wasn't up quite as big against Notre Dame as they were against Mizzou, but uh, it's just one of those things, one of those momentum shift type games, credit Notre Dame. I mean, you know, I watched a lot of Notre Dame football this year, man. And I'll say this about those guys. They have some ugly losses, but, but, you know, when we talked about, I guess, entitlement on our show earlier, uh, they're Notre Dame, but they're not entitled. Those guys fight. And uh, they got Sam Hartman coming in next year uh, as quarterback from Wake Forest. So I, I think I think the future's bright uh, here in the immediate future at South Bend. Yeah.
1: JC, appreciate you taking the time. Last thing before I get you out of here, of course, we have not spoken since uh, signing day. I would love to get you just brief <laughs> thoughts on uh, the class that Shane Beamer and company have put together to this point. I don't think any really big surprises, if you will, a couple of pickups. Uh, really, I think it was the day before signing day from the transfer portal and what have you. And then also, of course, everyone wants to know the latest on Nick Harbor. His decision is upcoming within the next month, I guess, or so. Uh, just on the recruiting side of things, what are you hearing, especially when it comes to Nicholas Harbor?
8: Yeah, I think South Carolina is still in really good shape for him. Um you know, it's going to be interesting to see, because Michigan's been up there the whole time, too. If Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, what what happens there? You know, what what, what does his interest uh, sort of fade, or is, is it more about, like, the university and the program and all that? And what, what, what And I know he's a kid that doesn't – it's not just going to make a decision based on the helmet, right? Um, so that's going to be interesting. I think South Carolina's right there. I think uh, as far as signing day goes, Chris – and it's a shame. The first sign of day I've really missed in 20 years, like in my career. Uh, I hated it because I was in the hospital, unfortunately. But uh, South Carolina, uh, it was one of the best ones I can remember because, you know, there's some guys wavering. There's some people worried about this, that, and the other. Big tree, that situation. And they got everybody back, and they ended up signing everybody. They didn't lose anybody. There was no Jay Sean Barham situation like there was last year or anything like that. So, uh, a nice and smooth signing day. This is a fantastic recruiting class. Um, just with the high school guys, I mean, I, I thought one of the keys to this recruiting cycle was, you know, South Carolina needs to continue to increase signing blue chip four or five star high school players. You know, doing well in the portal, uh, doing well, you know, developing the guys you got, winning games. Uh, But, but those guys, those four and five star guys that you recruit out of the, you know, are still very important these days, even with the transfer portal. Uh, And they sound like 14 of them. So, I mean, and, and uh, got three or four from Georgia, four from three from Florida, uh, two from Maryland. I mean, that, uh, it wasn't just South Carolina kids. They got two really good defensive ends. The offensive line class on paper is uh, one of the best I've seen uh, in South Carolina history, but it's on paper. So we'll have to see, but uh, you know, and, and, You know, to have come into the cycle starting out and going, you know, we're going to focus on lines of scrimmage. I think all in all, the overall class uh, ended up being fantastic. Lenora Sellers, of course, the quarterback from South Florence, uh, icing on the cake and uh, an expected surprise there at the end. But, you know, two weeks before, maybe an unexpected one. Mm -hmm.
1: J.C. Sherbert, Inside the Gamecocks. J.C., I want to say thank you again so much for your time. I'm so excited to have you on each and every single Thursday yet again as we enter 2023. And looking forward to many more fun conversations with you, my friend. Take care. I appreciate you. Yes, sir, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Absolutely. J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks. Great stuff of the Big Spur. Be sure to check him out, guys. We've hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure you check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Uh, The latest on Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, which, of course, was just updated by J.C. Sherbert. We talked basketball as well. Everything that happened on Tuesday night against Vanderbilt, this upcoming weekend, the game against Tennessee. I lock in my prediction, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, outside of that, this podcast, the audio version of this, will drop at 3 o'clock on our podcast feed. And we'll be live once again tomorrow, of course, noon to 2. You guys already know the drill. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. Oh, by the way, Madison, yes, great point. South Carolina women take on Auburn tonight. So go Cox, go Dawn Staley, expecting a big W yet again. Again, guys, thank y'all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thanks so much to JC Sherbert as well for taking the time. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. We will talk to you all tomorrow.